You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-in-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another Cooperative Multiplayer Live, the official 4 Game Zone podcast. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and with me is my usual co-host, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Anything uh, been going on here for you? Oh, just playing games. <laughs> that's, that's always a good thing. So yep. what have you been playing here? Uh, I'm going to go Solid 5. I'm not... Probably like eighty percent close to beating that. Uh, I'm at the mission where I have to give a quiet, which I really don't want to do. <laughs> uh, I bought Assassin's Creed Four on PS4, even though I already have it for Steam. Uh, Why not? Well, I guess. Well, it's fifteen bucks. I went to. I found a good used game store. Uh, like it's a, like semi-state chain called, like, Disc Replay. And they have, they have, like, used DVDs and games and a whole bunch of consoles. And some of their prices were good, and some of their prices were pretty bad. Yeah. You were telling me that Speaking in 2 is, like, $400? Yeah, that's a lot. Considering that you can buy a used copy, this looks like a used copy, by the way, but you can buy a used copy online for 120 Maybe like 150, really, or a new copy for 300 off Amazon, and it's like, why would I pay 400? <laughs> wow. But on the flip side, they had like Super Nintendo's there for 35 bucks, which really is not that bad of a price for that thing. No, it's not, but I'm sure a lot of the good games are certainly overpriced for it. Yeah, yeah, let's get an EverDrive cart. Hmm. Put whatever you want. Put whatever you want on a compact flash card. Wait, how does that work? The EverDrive card? Yeah. It has like a little slot for a compact flash, and you can just put every ROM on that thing, or like ninety-nine percent of them, and it'll work. Wow, that's pretty cool. I can't put. There's like a few specific games you can't put on it, like I think Mega Man X3 or. Maybe Mario RPG, because they had, like, specialty chips in them. But, like, 99% of the games work, so that's okay. Makes sense. That's still pretty cool you can do that, though. And I guess it would be the same as when you uh, do it with um, other... Like, when you do it with the PS2, you just download the ROM, and if you have the disc, it works. Or... Yeah. Well, they have EverDrive cards for, like, the, the NES, SNES, uh, Genesis, and I think the N64. That's pretty nice, N64. Yeah. What else? Uh, I bought Elite Dangerous, and I played it for about ten minutes, and I got very scared of it, so I stopped it. Why did you get scared of it? It's just a, a really intense space simulator game. Like, a little more hardcore than I was expecting. Plus, I think it's like all it's all like online focused, so I'm not that into into it. 
uh, the game you'll oh, the game you'll love it that I'm playing is uh, Frozen Free Fall Fall Snowball Fight on wow. PS4. Wait, why? It was free, and I don't mind a Bejeweled game once in a while, and there's not any other Bejeweled-style games on the PS4, I don't think. Yeah, maybe I should get that, maybe my daughter will learn how to use a PS4 controller with that. I, could just get I mean, it's pretty free to play, sure. but... Hmm? I'm sure I could get it on our tablet, too, but I just... Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. It's not bad. Like, I mean, it's, you know kind of free-to-play or focused, so, like, it's not as obnoxious as some games, but if you want to buy, like, a power-up, it costs, like, a dollar or, you know, a sack of power-up or something, but, you know, for a free-to-play Bejeweled game, it's certainly fine. Yeah. I mean, it's Disney. I'm, I'm expecting free-to-play just instantly. So. Yeah. And, uh... It's, it is what it is. And Assassin's Creed 4 is still cool. Yeah, I mean, that was... To me, it's still the best Assassin's Creed game, so... I still like Brotherhood more, like, just personally, but, like, 4 has some great mechanics in it. The funniest part was, at the store, uh, 4 is more expensive than Unity. Well, that makes sense. Four, Assassin's Creed 4 is 15 bucks, and Unity was 10. I was just like, yep. There you go. <laughs> They, yeah, and it, the store had. I'll, I'll take a picture for you. It had a literal wall of Call of Duty games. Wow! Just for PS4. Just for PS4. And there's only been two of them, and I was just like, "Wow, this is a lot." Whoa! So I'm guessing they allowed trade-ins there, or will you just take your stuff there, right? And they. Yeah. I think they gave you cash, though, which is kind of nice. Do what? I think they gave you cash instead of, like, star credit. Oh, that, okay, yeah, that's much better, because you're not going to probably use that star credit. They had a copy of Tomba there, which I thought was pretty cool, too. Awesome. That was, like, 45 bucks, though, but it's actually pretty in line with, like, regular, with like everywhere else. <laughs> So pretty much any, like, good game is going to cost you as if it were a new release. Yeah. Or, if not more, really, but... That sounds... Great. Oh, they had a I mean... It is what it is. Again. Yeah, they had a really weird handheld Super Nintendo I might look, look at later on. How does that work? Uh, I think it was called, like, the FC... I've seen something like it before. It was called, like, the FC Twin Handheld or something. But, yeah, it looked like a little Game... Or it looked like a little, like, Game Gear or something. Or, like, Game Boy Advance. And you just put the card in the back and it boots up. Well, I mean, if it, if it works, I guess, why not? Yeah. I don't see the... The Harmon, I mean, that's that's cool. That they even have those, so. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that I would look into, but I'm sure there are people that would be interested in that sort of thing. Well, it's only fifty bucks, so it actually wasn't that bad of a price. 
Yeah, it's called the FC-16 Go Portable. Nice. Yeah. So, any anything else? Not really. Uh, I pre-ordered that Binding of Isaac DLC, and that's kind of about it. It's been playing a Metal Gear up to my eyeballs still. Pretty much. Well, I mean, it's, uh, how are you going to feel when you're done with it? Are you going to hope you're, I'm glad you're done with it, or are you going to be... Wishing? I'll probably be pretty glad, because I'm doing, like, a lot of stuff right now that I'm just... It recycles a lot of the same content. Like, this is the same areas over and over, so it kind of gets a little monotonous at times, but I'm trying to clear out every side mission and mission, and so that's probably not a great way to play that game. Oh well. Eh, it works. Yeah. I mean, I've heard oh. the same thing apparently happens in Witcher. Like, the last ten hours is apparently the same thing over and over. Yeah, probably. I think Witcher, you probably have a better, a much greater landmass, though, to, like, do stuff with. But it's also not as involved at all. Fair enough. And I, the last thing I bought a tablet, which I'm pretty happy about, finally. Yeah, you're telling me you certainly like that thing. So. Yeah, it's a, uh, everyone will laugh, but it's an HP touchpad. <laughs> they came out, they, they came out four years ago, and they got discontinued in like 40 days. Hey, I mean, you picked up a treasure. It works. So. Well, it didn't at first. It was, a, it was a, it's a 32 gigabyte model. I got it for 30 bucks which is not that bad of a price. And I had to do some hacking to get like, to get it past the... It came with an operating system called WebOS, and you had to be online to like activate it. But those servers don't exist anymore, so if you try to go online, it just says nope, and kicks you back to this like menu screen again. Oh, wow. So I had to like fiddle with that, and I got that working, and then I threw Android onto it today. Well, at least you got the Android to work. Well, I got both of them to work, actually, yeah. But, I mean, a little tablet for 30 bucks isn't that bad. Nah, man, for uh, This kind of middle-of-the-road Asus one that my daughter has, I don't even know what my mom spent on it. Probably $100 too much. Yeah. Is it solidly made, or is it, like, like very plasticky, or...? No, it's, it's actually well-made. It's just, yeah. you know, you can't run anything because it's not powerful enough. See, I'm actually it, pretty... Oh, go on. I mean, it, it works great for her, like, for the little things that she has to do, but I couldn't run anything on it myself. Like, I tried to... I can barely get, like... I'm, I'm surprised Netflix works on it. Yeah. See, I'm actually pretty surprised with this thing. I mean, it's four years old, but it, ran, it runs Pinball Arcade pretty well. Like, it chugs a little, like, when there's a lot of stuff happening on screen at once, but it's fine most of the time. It runs, like, Fallout Shelter out, like, perfectly. Uh, ran Hearthstone fine. Yeah, so, ran Hearthstone fine, that's a pretty good, uh... But also, like, there. I keep going back to, like, it's four years old. So, I mean, 
considering it's still running this, these things pretty well, I think it was pretty well made, like, way back then. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. I mean, like, I, I mean, her tablet kind of barely runs it, I mean, but it's, it chugs, and it's annoying. Yeah. So I'm like, yep, not worth playing on this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's had, yeah, it's had some problems, but I'm happy with it overall. I'm, I finally, I ordered the charger today also, because the one bad thing about this thing is it have, it, it just charges off a USB, micro USB cable, which is fine, but it came with a custom charger they could plug into the wall that to charge like off the computer or just off a normal outlet of like 10 hours and off this charger, it's like two. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I think I want to grab that. I would too. I mean, I, I need to get a new charger for my phone because I lost the original one. The original USB cable got old and whatever torn up, so now it kind of it it's really slow. And then this other USB cable that I got works, but it got old as well. And then all of a sudden it takes five hours for it to charge. Yeah. If it's at the bottom, and I'm like, I can't do that. I basically can't use it all day if I want to have it charged for work. And it's like, yeah, this is. Does your daughter's tablet vibrate? Uh, I think it does, depending on what. I was, she's for. I was shocked when this thing were like vibrating in my hand. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, I didn't even know about that either. I'm like, what? Because most Androids doing something. <laughs> well, it's just like most Android tablets now are just made like really poorly or. You know, yeah, real cheap. people buy them like Family Dollar. Unless you're one of the big brands, you know. Yeah. But even then, you're shelling out a bunch of money for that. So. It, more than thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, more than thirty dollars. <laughs> You'll get lucky if you're not spending like one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, this thing originally was six hundred dollars, so. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a steal right there. You're paying thirty bucks for it now. Yeah. But what have uh, you been playing? Well, the Sky Five. Uh, the embargo is officially up, so I mean, I can. There isn't a whole lot to say on it. I mean, it's like I said, it's the Sky, and I haven't gotten to any of the really important stuff, I guess, what the hardcore players would probably care about was, like, the item world and stuff like that. I mean, I'm still kind of relatively pretty close to the opening part of the game. I've gotten to, like, the second world, and, I mean, with all the other stuff I have to do, it's kind of, tomorrow, finally, I get an off day where I'm not doing something else, and I can actually sit down and play it for quite a few hours. You slacker. Yeah, I kind of delve into it. So, I, uh, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, though. It's, it's strategy RPG gaming at its finest. So I keep, you know, I keep having my, some of my players die and then having to revive them when the level's over. But other than that, I mean, the story is quirky and funny and what you expect out of this guy game. So, it, I, I don't see anything 
different in that they would make you go, okay, well, I'm not buying this if I like the other games. So, certainly, obviously worth checking that out. Yeah, the other reviews have been pretty kind to it, so. I, I mean, I really can't imagine, unless you just hate that game, like, why you would give it a bad review or something. And the only yeah. reason you would really hate that game is if you don't try to actually try to, I mean, understand it. Which, that's what I had to go through, is it's been a while since i played one. And I think it's just one of yeah. those where you have to want to know something about the game. If you go into it blind, you're going to be ate alive by the complexity of everything. So, yeah, that's something to consider. The, the other game I've played is because I'm going to do Yeah, that's why I kind of lost interest in one. It got too complex. Yeah, oh god, after one, it gets it gets ridiculous. But, I mean, I have them all, and I'm sitting here trying to, like, go through a couple of them, and I'm just like, whoa, okay, that was a jump from the first one. Uh, but, yeah, so I played a little bit of uh, Rock Band 1, because I'm trying to do this uh, retrospective on, on Rock Band, and it's going to have a little bit of a personal tinge, because... Rock Band is like a game that pretty much defined my college years and then kind of defined the life that I have right now uh, because through it I met my wife and obviously I have my child because of that and then things that have happened because of those two things that changed kind of like my life the way it is so it's uh I'm not going to explain all of that obviously throughout talking about all the different games. I'm, I'll give you a couple of stories or some fun stories that happened because of, of that game and everything. So I think it'll be interesting for everybody to kind of get to read and and all that. I, yeah, I started with Rock Band 1, and I remembered why I just really... That game was not fun to play solo because uh, the, the tour mode is basically the glorified... Stuff you would do in Guitar Hero, which is basically go through certain passes of songs. Except or they give you a city here to make you feel like you're actually doing something. But what sucks is like if you're a actually a really good player, like I'm not expert everything. I'm expert in most things, but I'm not expert in like every single song. There's still songs that I can't really do. Not to mention I'm rusty from not having played in like months. And, you know, I'd get to a certain song and I'm just like, I can't figure out how to way to cheat my way to where I don't. Because that's the one thing. Rock Band 2, they started it where you could put the no fail mode on if you wanted to during the tour mode and all that. So if you just wanted to get through it. Well, Rock Band 1, they didn't have that. So you fail if you fail. And I just keep going through. Like I get to the, it was the stupid um, Nine Inch Nails song, The Hand That Feeds You or whatever. And if. It took me an hour to finally figure out a cheap way to get through the last part. Because for some reason I couldn't get the like little main chorus line for the guitar. And I'm also playing this at like 1 in the morning. So what I'm really good at is uh, vocals and I can't do that. I wake up the whole neighborhood at freaking 1 in the morning. But uh, either way, it, since I couldn't figure out how to cheat on it, I kept failing. And I'm just like, oh god, this is so annoying. Not to mention, if I want to go back to hard, because I started playing all the songs on Expert, I'd played like one song on hard. Going back to hard to try to play that song, it's just like you feel like you're an idiot. Like it's slower, 
and it's like you're obviously telling you're not pressing certain buttons and it's like oh my god this is so annoying uh thankfully they made it to where you know in the later games you can just switch your difficulty whenever you want and you know but yeah and just things with Rock Band 1, you can obviously tell that they improved, but it's just, it was fun getting to go back and then play uh, something that old uh, back from 2007. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's it for me playing games. And for, for Mark, let's get on to, we had the first episode of Doctor Who on Saturday. What did you think about the, the first episode of the season? I liked it. I just thought it, I didn't think a lot happened. Uh, like I let a lot of the smaller beats. Like I love Missy's still. Uh, I thought the plane stuff was kind of goofy. Like how many shadows there were for planes. I'm like, planes aren't that low. <laughs> they don't cast shadows on the ground like that. And I really didn't like the whole at the end when uh, like. They brought him to. They brought Missy and Clara to like the like a space station, and it revealed that it was Scar. I'm like, why the deception? Like, what? Like it was basically like it was. It lasted for a minute, and then they're like, oh, we're on a planet, we're on like Scarrow. and it's like, why have it at all then? <laughs> well, they had the deception so that because I'm sure the the whole point would have been that Davros would know that he's not going to come by himself. Yeah, but they, they had him already, like, they had him teleported. Like, they didn't land there with the TARDIS. Like, he couldn't have gotten away in the first place. So what does it matter? He didn't have the TARDIS there in the first place anyway. Well, I mean, for most of the episode, they don't need, they don't, that's not revealed to like, pretty much the end, so. Yeah, but the I, guy, like, the snake guy teleported them all, or he flew them all there in his spaceship anyway. I think the point was that they wanted to make it seem like if they had never gotten out of the, where they were, they wouldn't have wound up there. But because, you know, Missy and Clora got outside, that's when they realized, oh, crap, now we're on a planet. And, oh, crap, now we can't even tell where the spaceship is because there are all these buildings. And, you know, it, I guess that now it's like, well, the Doctor's going to be by himself until he gets <coughs> done with whatever it is that he's going through with, with Davros, so... Yeah, the the stuff at the beginning with the little kid was kind of freaky for me. That was handled pretty well, I thought. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But also, uh, did, didn't Davros die in the special? That's what I thought happened. Yeah, that he died in the special. It's just kind of like, okay, he's here again. All right, whatever. Well, they say he's like a younger version, and I'm like, wait, here, like younger than what? Like he's dying in this one? Yeah, really. He looks the exact same. I mean, how much younger are we talking about? Uh, I mean, anyway, like, I, I agree with you. Not a whole lot happened. It was here there to set up the the stuff at the beginning with the doctor and and the dude and the. I didn't. The I didn't like that dude. much. Yeah, I thought that was like a little too goofy. Felt like it took a, too long. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, the the stuff with the doctor coming on the tank and stuff that was funny, uh, but yeah, I mean, it just seems it seemed like they were just time filling on that. They needed to have Craig Ferguson play uh, the medieval guy. That would have been funnier. <laughs> would have been great. S sign me up for that one. Uh, 
Well, you know that those two are in a band together, right? Oh, they are. You know they no were. Uh, like no, they were they were in a band together when they were both like twenty. Oh wow. Uh, when they like they were roommates together in Scotland. Oh, there you go. It was. No it's idea. Uh, I read Craig Ferguson's autobiography, and uh, I think they were in a band called the Dream Boys. And I think Capaldi was the singer, and I think Ferguson was the drummer, and like singer slash guitar player. And then they, I think they broke up, and like Ferguson describes Capaldi as like a good guy, but a little little too serious as an for an act for trying to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, he really does come off that way, though. Really serious, even doing interviews and stuff like that. You know. Um, I mean, this is an episode. Obviously, you got to watch it as the first one, but it it seemed like there was parts where could have not had that, and it would have been totally fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the stuff with Missy is always interesting because I I still want to know how, like you said, how she became the master and and all that. If, we, if we're gonna get that story, obviously, we found out. I think the day after we did the podcast that. It's official. Clara is leaving, or Jenna yep. Coleman is leaving. I'm gonna feel sad. I really like her, but I know there's a lot of people that don't. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've, I read a lot of comment threads that were just like, "Oh hell yes, thank you," just, you know, whatever. But yeah, I liked her. I don't think she's quite good for Capaldi, though. Like just personally, like I think she's just a little. I wouldn't say too young, but a little too. Mm-hmm. I guess immature or like naive in a sense. But I'm also glad I'm kind of done with the whole uh, the doctor love story thing. Yeah. It was nice to have one where it was obviously not going to be that. I mean, there was a love there because uh, you know of all the stuff that he led her to go see and all that, whatever. But I like the fact that she cared about someone her age and you know it's sad that he had to die and everything but i i like that joke too she's like so how's the how's the boyfriend still dead yeah still said (laughs) yeah but uh yeah i mean it's so you know and they did a lot with her i mean all the all the stuff they did with her is freaking crazy and have her be the doctor and and all the times traveling herself and all that i mean it's gonna be weird to see what they're going to do with the next one. I mean... So let's, they'll just have it be like some, like another omnipotent being or something. Probably. Like that's so kinda, do you, do you want to see like someone uh, maybe like Catherine Tate a bit older for him then? I wouldn't... It doesn't really mind the age. I just... I don't mind the age too much. Like get who they want really. But I just don't want the character to be so built up like the, like the past two companions have been. That's kind of what I don't like. You don't like it. So you like it to be more about oh, I want the normal com- humans. Kind of. Like, okay, like, Clara was, like, always with the Doctor in his time stream now. Um, Amy was, like, the girl who couldn't forget. Or, yeah, that was it. Uh, Donna was, like, became the Doctor herself. Sort of Rose, for that matter. She became the TARDIS or, like, Bad Wolf. And it's, like... Every companion doesn't need to, like, ascend to godhood. Like, 
I guess Ma Martha didn't, but she also sucked, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martha got to be the captain she was, unit or whatever. No, she was like, I walked around the world, and all you saw was like one one glimpse of that. <laughs> it's like, could you have sheeped out a little more? <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, well, you're going to be the one that doesn't she was the only one that really didn't get to do a whole lot i mean because even rory got to do the whole be the knight there yeah. for like a thousand years and all that yeah the last centurion yeah and it's like what did she do she she walked around for for a year it's like sort of forrest gump <laughs> that's so true but yeah oh man yeah, I mean, overall, good episode to start out with. Hopefully it gets better. Uh, we're probably going to get what, kind of what we got last year with Capaldi, where some of them were real hits and some of them kind of missed. So, you know, it is what it is. I think, by and large, though, like, Moffat's run is a lot, has been a lot stronger than uh, Davies, though. I would agree. I mean, there's a lot of people that hate uh, Moffat, though. So. Yeah, I don't get that. And it's like... Who else would you want to do that show? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just, it's weird. Like, well, we obviously have, like, the episodes that are done by Neil Gaiman and all that. But, I mean, I just think that, what are they expecting? Like, Also, like, they'll do an episode. I, like, as much as people might like Neil Gaiman, he's going to do a show for 13 episodes. He's not going like, to be the architect for it. He doesn't care. Oh, no. Yeah. He likes he he likes Doctor Who. He'll do an episode and that'd be it, you know. Uh, or like, uh, who is the other person? They, like, uh, I've heard like Joss Whedon bandied about it a few times. I'm like, you guys are you guys are a high if you think he's ever going to do the show. <laughs> yeah, and if he did do the show, all the stuff we're talking about the companions now. Oh Lord, can you imagine? Yeah. Especially if, you know, because you know, for one, the companions are going to be women. Uh, he might even do the whole, have the doctor be female. Yeah, so, those are generating the Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Uh, you know, and then it, whatever we saw with, uh, you know, Amy and Clara, well, that, that'll just get, you know, to the moon. Uh I don't know what he would come up with, but it'll be something ridiculous. Yeah. So, that's our Doctor... We were hoping Daniel would be on so we could have more uh, people here talking Doctor Who. I did ask uh, Jeremy, but he's going to go uh, watch uh, Black Mass. Uh, I think he's. it starts right now for him, so... Hopefully it's a good movie. But, you know, he's not wasting his, his money on or anything, but... Yeah, let, let's get into this uh, week in, in games here. We did have the ending of the Tokyo Game Show on Sunday. And there was a few games that, that were missing. You know, they did the announcement for Kingdom Hearts 2.8, but no Kingdom Hearts 3 footage or anything. You'd think they would have at least had something different there did, to show. Did they even have any audit footage for, for Final Fantasy fifteen? No, but I think... They had a kind of oh no they did they they showed more stuff for the story and and all this other they they, they showed a few things okay uh, the last guardian was a bit weird not being there too 
Like, you know, you made all the soup law about it at E3. You'd think that they would... Well, I'll do it. I'll do whatever show for that if I that trailer again. <laughs> or maybe like five more seconds of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm surprised we didn't get anything from Skillbound either. Uh, but they did tell us a lot previously, so... Um, no, I think everything else... We kind of got it. I thought we might get something from Pokemon Tournament from the Wii U, but I think that's probably one of those things they just decided to put on the Wii U and weren't had not done any development on it. I honestly don't think that game is going to look how it is in the arcade. Oh, it's not. You know it's not. And that's kind of a bummer. It'll be a slowed down version, but if you never played in the arcade, would you really be able to notice, though? Well, I think people might like look at a look look at a trailer for the arcade version and then look at this one and go, "Wait a minute, this looks like ass. What, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> well, the Wii U is obviously not an arcade machine. That's what happens. If you really think that you're going to be able to get the same consistency, you are fooling yourself. I, I mean. Speaking of Nintendo, though, a, a patent got revealed, which this isn't the first time. This happens happened a bunch of times now with the NX. And we still don't even know if this has anything to do with the NX at all. This could certainly just be, it looks like, a Wii U gamepad. Or a smaller version of the Wii U gamepad, at least. Uh, it also sort of looks like a 3DS, which, you know... Again has me thinking about the whole hybrid console and whatever, which I still don't, I still think that's what we're going to wind up getting here is all the stuff with the wireless controller and I mean, it doesn't make any sense for them to go into mobile and then you're going to keep making a 3DS or whatever your next 3DS is going to be and keep making the NX or whatever just put it all into one package and that way you only have two things to worry about, but you know uh, do you really think this is an X patent here, or I don't know a concept? It might be, but I have serious reservations about just the power of that thing, and like it has to be at least on par with I wouldn't say a PS4 and Xbox One, but maybe like one generation behind. And if they expect that thing to be handheld, that's going to cost some money. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, can it? Isn't the Wii U sort of a little bit better than the 360 and PS3 though? Like five percent. Like not. I would say like even some games look worse on the Wii U than the 360. Well, it would have to at least be fifty percent of the PS4 and and Xbox One, or nobody is buying that thing. That's the thing. Is I don't. I just, I mean, I want them to do well, but I just think Nintendo is, like, too far behind technologically to, like, get caught up. I I mean, I can totally see what you're saying. I just, I mean, they would either have to come up with another gimmick again just to get them through the next couple years, and then when already have something else that's more like an actual console for when you actually get to the next generation or whatever. 
but it's just to me I didn't even think about it like you were saying if you're gonna have a wireless controller that detaches and basically serves as like a Vita yeah we're talking about minimum $400 console yeah which which I mean if really if you're thinking about it let's put the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS together that's $500 exactly so I mean you're basically paying for both systems in one I mean it's not really I don't think it's necessarily that expensive I mean you're already paying them that for the other consoles I mean it, it's all about the people who are going to buy this anyway are the people that love Nintendo I just feel like if they can do it and they can do it well and you can actually go out somewhere and play your 3ds games and you don't have to be connected online that's the, that's my issue too is if you have to be connected online at all you're going to run the same problem like the Vita, where it's either got to be wi-fi or you're going to have to sell a different version that has the 4g or whatever and then that's going to cost more money and come on it's, it's nintendo you never know you know they're not going to do a console online <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, they've got to make it to where if everything's going to be no disc, they're going to have to do something. Oh, bring back cartridges. Somebody was playing. Somebody actually had that thought that they might bring back cartridges. I was listening to. I forgot who it was. I was listening to this podcast, and they kept going on and on about the fact that it. It could be that Nintendo's bringing back cartridges. I was like, do you even... Could that even be a possibility for them, honestly? Uh, I mean, they do it still for the 3DS, but that's a whole different deal. It's not realistic, I would say. I mean, I could see them going to a different kind of media altogether. But not cartridges. Well, they'll go to, like, SD card, just in proprietary format, so... Right. Is this it would also cost them so much to... Yeah. That's the other thing. To make it, it's just, it's like, you know... that You're already making a console that sounds expensive, if this is what it is. And then you're gonna add more expense to it? I mean, you're gonna have to really take a loss on it. Not to mention, if you want to, I think realistically, they're going to have to come out at like a 350 to get people to buy it. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's got this crazy thing. If it's a hybrid console, I think you can maybe push the 400, but if it's not, and it's not going to have any kind of crazy gimmick, uh, I don't know. I think it's some suicide to have it come out at the same price as the other ones. You're, you're making it so that nobody buys it again. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot where that's from, but... Hearthstone. Yeah, this doesn't work too bad on this thing. Nice. It's a little laggy, but I mean, it's perfectly playable. Yeah, I, well, I mean, speaking of, you know, Michael Pactor once again has to speak his mind on the whole he thinks consoles are going to be dead. Uh, he says the console install base is as big as it's ever going to get. Uh, this generation is not going to be bigger than the last generation. We're going to be about the same. 
Wait a minute. Isn't this generation already outselling last generation by like 50%? Does this guy even do the research that he's talking about? I mean, he's an anal like he's an analyst for I think it's Procter and Gamble, like some like financial company. So, I mean, he plays games, but he's just there to kind of make educated guesses, like for you know, hope basically hopes. So, I wouldn't like trade too much stock in like what he's saying. Like the game market's always going to expand because more people are going to get into games like more and more, at least until. The whole thing eventually crashes. <laughs> but he calls it the... This is the last real console cycle, he says. I don't mean that Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo will go bankrupt and shut down. They won't. Each of them will make another console. Some people will buy them, and the next console cycle will be to this console cycle with the 3DS is to the DS. The 3DS is selling about 15 million units a year. The DS had five consecutive years where it sold more than 26 million. It's about as half as big. So when I say that this console cycle is the last console cycle, the reason is that console games shouldn't require a console. And I'm not talking about the cloud. Is that true? That we shouldn't have a console the way it is then? Should they be all set-top boxes at that point? No, because the graphics aren't there, or the power's just not there in a set-top box. Like, period. Yeah, because you can't do anything with the set top I mean whatever you set it at just, I can't imagine you have a set top box that can hold the power of any of those consoles I mean also I mean the Xbox One it, it was trying to be the, the set top box it's like you can plug a cable in here and everything can be com controlled by your voice or the remote or connect and no one wanted that in the first place <laughs> I think it's just one of those where Microsoft marketed it wrong. Had they marketed it as a second feature to the... The reason, the thing was, when they came out and announced it, they made it all about that. It, there was hardly any games. So, like, the gamers didn't want it. And then you have to think about, too, like, the people that don't have cable, they're not going to buy that. They can just buy a Roku for $50. You know, so you're you're telling the families to go ahead and have their $100, $150 cable, but then buy this $500 console so you can stick your cable into it and have it on all the time. Who's going to do that? Yeah. You're just going to turn your TV on and watch the cable box. It just that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think that they thought that through, honestly. But I don't think they thought of a lot of things about the Xbox One through. <laughs> yeah, just the whole... A lot of the Xbox One seemed really weird. I mean, I've never used it. Uh, the TV thing. It's a nice idea to have. But, again, why am I not just going to... What, because I don't want to press the input button? Come on. This is dumb. I have, a, I have a little HDMI switcher on my TV, so it works just fine. <laughs> yeah, I it mean... It auto-detects and everything. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't have it, but still, I mean, I don't... And it before, just for some reason, stupid Comcast doesn't let you use the input button. 
uh, when I had DirecTV, I could just use my same remote, and it wouldn't even matter if I lost my old remote, which which happens. The remote that goes to my actual TV, sometimes I don't know where it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, crap. Now I can't get off the, the Xbox One or the PS4 thing. I'm stuck on it until I find the remote. I can't watch TV. But, eh, I- yeah. I had this stupid, like, $70 or $80, like, universal remote, so that's all I use. <laughs> nice. Wait, why? Yeah, it controls everything. I can put in any code, and it works fine. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And it has, like, a little touchscreen in it, which I, which I find really goofy and funny. <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know they made remotes with touchscreens. It's only, like, an inch big, but it's still funny. Whatever works for these people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Getting out of uh, talking about death of consoles, which they're not going to die, people just keep believing in whatever this this idiot keeps saying. But Hey, I know you're excited. I'm still behind, so it's kind of whatever for me until I catch up. But Life is Strange Episode 5 coming out in about a month. Yeah, they're shooting for October 20th, but they're, I mean, they may hit it, but they may not, but I at least appreciate them giving, trying to have a date. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, when is the last time, like, Telltale did that? No, Telltale just says, oh, we're coming next week. Yeah. Like, if they, if they missed a date by a week or two, like, that's still fine, but, I mean, at least they're trying to say, like, it'll be, it'll be hopefully be done by then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at the latest, like the first week of November. So. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that thing a lot. I'm, I hope it lives up to what it started out, like what it set up to do, and yeah. Well, you liked uh, episodes three and four, right? Oh yeah. Four gets a little gets a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> Should be good then. I I'm, I just want to go. I just want to play it, and then I want to go back through it all. I'm gonna make all the right choices. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you hate that when you're like, ah, oh, damn, I should have made this choice. Oh, well. Well, well a lot of the things in, those, in that game specifically, like, you don't even know are, like, you don't even know that happened. Right. There's some of them you won't even go through if you don't go to the certain path or whatever. Well, I think one of them was like, I think in the second episode, it's like, did the bird live or die? And I was like, wait, what bird? And then I played through that section again in, like, another stage, and it's like, a bird flies into a window, and you have a very short window of opportunity to, like, let it live. And I was like, I didn't even see that in my in my official game. <laughs> yeah. Weird. But that's cool. Like, that's certain choices that you really have to be paying attention in order to see it. Yeah. It's not like Telltale, where they basically... Every hey, choice is re- spelled out. They're, they're going to remember that, so you know. It's like, okay, so I know which decisions I made... Well, also every tell- game, which ones didn't? Yeah, but also every Telltale game is like so binary, or it's just like this is the choice. Do you want to make this or this right now? <laughs> right. It, it's also alluding that you really are making the choice because you're really not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you care about this. So I, I don't. I'm not the big. I'm not a big Mega Man person, but Mega Man Legends hitting PSN. You gonna buy it? No, this is that's a bad one or one of the bad ones. But I had a friend of mine like, like jumping out of his shit for it. I'm just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people like their bad games. 
I don't think it's bad. I just think it's it was it's a game that they didn't know how to do 3D back then. Right. So you get some really weird funky control schemes for that game. Like I think like one of like use R2 and L2 to strafe. And it's like this feels awkward. Why? This feels really awkward. <laughs> Thank you for or, just making this game more difficult than I would need it to be. I think it's like L1 and R1 strafe, and then R2 and L2 like look up and down because they didn't map the they no one ever thought to map the control the camera control the right analog stick. So it's like this is great, thanks. <laughs> well, certainly something that I already have all three of these games, so me having it remastered, do not care at all. The Bioshock uh, collection. Final Fantasy VIII 12 HD, we already talked about sort of, kind of, getting leaked, but they try to cover it up. Again, leaked by a Japanese strategy guide website. I am totally pumped for this if it comes, because trying to play it on my computer is just not happening. Uh, so, I, I'd love to see it on PS4. Uh, I mean, do you care at all about either one? I'm kind of interested in Bioshock, uh, just if it's like, going to be the full full three games or not. Uh, like I like one and two a lot. I don't like Infinite that much. Uh, I may play twelve. Like it depends on how good it is, or if they, they actually try to like remaster it, like they did with ten. But I think twelve was like a weird, like, like a really weird game because of all the Gambit stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the, I think, I mean, I've already explained myself a bunch on here before about Final Fantasy XII was just one of those where it came at a time where I really wasn't too experienced in gaming. I kind of just did a lot of sports games, RPGs, and a couple of other things here and there. So now that I've kind of branched out a lot and played WoW and other MMOs and stuff, I might appreciate that game yeah. more. but. They would. They still have to change a few things, which they probably won't, because it's not a remake; it's a remaster. I'm yeah. sure. And you know, just the whole exploring and all that stuff that got crazy. And the story was just, wow. I mean, it was it was all over the place. So. That's like a regular Final Fantasy game. Yeah, but I mean, this one was just. It felt like not only are you going all over the place, and it seems like you're never getting there. <laughs> the story's all over the place. Uh, but it set the stage well for, I guess, what Final Fantasy XIV became, even though they had eleven already, but they kind of, it was like the MMO light version or something. Yeah, but the first Final Fantasy XIV bombed hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they had a fire, everyone who, who made it. <laughs> well, thankfully, they made a much better one afterwards. Any interest in that Xbox Elite controller coming out in a month, basically? Not if it wasn't $150. Yeah, you know, I think that's so funny that, like, Phil Spencer was like, well, we didn't make this thing so that everybody would just want to drop their controller and buy this one. This is for, like, the hardcore gamer or whatever. I'm just like, well, I mean, if you have that kind of money. Well, I guess it's, it's the same people that will buy those big-ass headsets. I don't I don't have $150 to spend on a headset. 
But if if that, you, I guess you have the money for that. You can buy that controller. If that was true, they wouldn't be including that controller in the new Xbox bundles. Well, yeah, but that's not the only bundle there is. Yeah, but the $500 one terabyte bundle, that's the controller you get. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I still don't know if I want to play with that controller the whole time. It's just too much, too many buttons I'm looking at. Too many things, you know? In my day, we only had 16 buttons, and we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only had the four face buttons, and that was it, you know. Unless you got the 64, then it was... They went crazy. Then you didn't use half the controller, because no one ever did. <laughs> yeah, like, the C buttons were just so annoying, and then... The Z button? Like, who seriously thinks I'm putting a button all the way in the back of the controller? Only Nintendo. That would actually be fine, because your, your hands naturally fit right at that Z trigger. But, like, the left, uh, the D-pad and the L button, no game ever used. Right. Because your hands just weren't, didn't naturally fit into that groove. Except for No Mercy, which made you have to use the D-pad, and then you can only use the joystick for the... Well, No Mercy and WrestleMania, all the, all those games, Aki games, the joystick was basically your special thing, and you still used the D-pad. Which was a little annoying. But I, I didn't even know about this, but apparently, like, uh, you, you listed here on our document that the voice actors might be striking... Yeah, uh, for specifically against video games, uh, apparently they're getting like pretty low rates for a contract negotiated in like the mid '90s, when almost no game used voice acting. So now that they're actually in use, they still have this old contract that they're kind of pissed about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I can totally understand that. I mean, th video games are a big business now. And kind of a little bit how they save money is they get these, unless you're Nolan North or Troy Baker or Ashley Johnson, a few others. Well, I think even like Troy Baker was just like gonna strike. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame the guy. I mean, uh, you're one of the most sought out after names. I mean, I guess why not get you more money? Well, I can kind of like, it's, it's, I can see it from both angles. Like, it's, they should get more money, but. Like, how much would be fair? Because, it's like, voice acting is important, but it's not, like, I guess it doesn't necessarily make or break the game, you know? Like, bad voice acting, that can hurt a game, but as long as the game is still, like, a good gameplay and experience, you can get kind of get past that. Right, there's certain games where having, like, name actors or somebody you know or whatever is it's great. Like, for certain series, this is going to suck if they really have to make money. Like, you know, uh, say, Halo with Steve Downs or, or Nolan North and, and Troy Baker for Charted and all, all the other games that feature them where they're these prominent characters. Okay, that's going to suck for them. But any new game that's being made, you can just get anyone to pretty much do your game and you'll be fine. You hope so. You'd hope, but I mean, there's still a line between good voice acting and like bad voice acting, and played plenty of games of bad voice acting. Well, same here. And you know, some games where you're just kind of like, okay, this should be better, 
considering who made it, and you're just like, uh, all right. It's kind of taking me out of the moment here, but. Like, I guess I don't know the con. Like, I don't. I don't think anyone knows the contract. Like, that they're working from. It's like you get ten dollars an hour or a thousand dollars an hour, but you know, we'll see what right. happens. So, what's this deal with Kickstarter? Oh yeah, two good dramas. Uh, the first was there was a Kickstarter for a game called Un. What was it? I think it was like Until Dawn or. Oh, Unsung Hero. Uh, it's supposed to be like a spiritual sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics. And it was like it was built as like a single player story driven RPG, strategy RPG. And it went off the radar for almost a year. Which is always a good sign. And then I remember hearing that name and then I've yeah, like you said, just I think like one of the big tactics the Final Fantasy Tactics guy was involved, maybe like the director or I don't know, some Japanese guy. That's always that's always how you how you frame that. But uh it went from a, it went from a single player like story driven like strategy RPG into now a multiplayer PvP focused game. And people are pissed. Because that's not what people want. <laughs> Oh, like yeah, was, definitely. They have every right to be pissed. I'd be pissed, too. That's not the strategy game that I want to play, either. Yeah, there's no multiplayer in Tactics, I don't think. It's been a while since I played that game, but I don't remember there being a big, fat online button anywhere in that thing. Uh, and the other one was about... Uh, I think I mentioned a few months, or about a month ago, a guy named Derek Smart was trying to sue Star Citizen for, like bad account practicing and all this other like really weird like behavior and the lawyer their lawyer fired back and said he's an insane uh bankruptcy ridden troll who, who hasn't produced a game in 20 years <laughs> ouch but like the, I read the response and it was really funny <laughs> what was uh the gist of the response like they listed out like when, like, the guy started, like, making like, accusations, they tried to mail back his check, but he, like, wrote on a fake address. So they had to, like, send it out again, like, a courier this time to make sure he got it. And, like, it was basically, like, wait, you have two, ba you have a few bankruptcies under your belt, and you want to accuse us of bad accounting practicing? Like, are you high? <laughs> yeah, I agreed on that. So, he sounds like an idiot. And I hope they crush him. I hope they counter sue and crush him. <laughs> okay, so to get this straight, not the guy that's making Star Citizen. No, that's a guy named Chris Roberts, I think. Is that his name? Yeah, I think that's my his name. But the other a guy somebody who... else involved with the game. No, no, he only backed it on Kickstarter. That was his only contribution. He backed it for $250. Okay. And what is he complaining about? He says that the game has been delayed for so long that it's bad that it'll never come out or live up to what insane things he wants it to. And he's, like, suing because he thinks the money is just being used badly. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... To me, that's sort of hard to prove in 
core. Not to mention, the core still doesn't understand a whole nothing about video games. So when you're going to try to explain to them that you need the money for this, you need the money for that, you need the money for this, a judge is probably just going to look at that and be like, you know what? Uh, we'll just go with the company. <laughs> I don't have like a lot of... I think Star Citizen is a tad weird, but I think they are using most of that money to fund that game, even though it'll come out in like 2022. It'll come out before, it'll come out around the same time as Final Fantasy 15. Ouch. And, uh, but I don't think they're like, everyone's like at the office, like having money fights or, you know, going, going, jumping around in a money bin or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they're doing that either. I think they are trying to actually make this. I just think that they've they tried to do a little bit too much with it. They asked them. Yeah. They, they had over, so many goals. Yeah, it overextended itself way too much. But I mean, they, they promised the moon, and that's what people hopefully are trying to want. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, not to mention they made it. They went took it from a strategy game. Now, now it was like a, they added some FPS stuff in there. It's just like. Lord, way too, way too much stuff in one one deal happening here. Kickstarter. I don't think games like that ever do particularly well. I don't think it's gonna be this this big game or anything. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, Phil Phil Spencer says he is not a big fan of third party console exclusives. Uh, doesn't think or doesn't know that, that this is this is he was just, um, asked about Final Fantasy 14 Realm Reborn ever coming to Xbox One basically and he says well it all came down to pretty much a, a deal with Sony and that he's not big on third-party console exclusives he'd rather have things that are different aspects of the game sort of like the Fallout 4 mods and EA Access and whatnot and technically you know Tomb Raider is not completely exclusive to that console either it's you gotta wait a year but it's not completely exclusive how do you feel about exclusive third party titles obviously you gotta have your first party ones but aren't they publishing Scalebound yeah but that's not that's uh Platinum is making that game for them it's not yeah but it's still third party like is this guy high <laughs> i don't see it the same way because it's a microsoft game that they just basically told platinum here can you make it it's it's not like sony it's the same thing as sony getting no, no. in bed with a uh, street fighter I no mean, no platinum owns scalebound that is their game Right, so it's it's like Sony getting in bed with Capcom for Street Fighter Five. Yeah. So. Yeah, but Sony's not one bitching about third party exclusives <laughs> because they well, have that. I think different. It's it, I think it's a different deal, as in, like, okay, Square Enix has Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, they won't put it on our console because they have some kind of deal with Sony. Sony but, didn't have anything to do with that game. I don't think so. I don't think that's the problem. I think, I think honestly, that that's more a problem of 
Microsoft does not want to open up Xbox Live because that takes a thing. Well, they already did it with 11. Yeah, but that didn't work well. And no one cared about 11 at that time because it was kind of too late. <laughs> yeah, but obviously Microsoft would have to open it if they wanted to do it. He didn't say, no, I don't want to. I think... Well, also, I think the problem... I think the problem with that also would be, like, they don't want to cross-pollinate with PC and, like, PS4 players. That could be true. Also, Square Enix would then have to develop it for the Xbox One, make everything work on Xbox One, different deal than PS4. Like, Microsoft historically has been very against opening up Xbox Live, that type of thing. Like, they have in the past, but look at the number of, like, MMOs on PS4 compared to Xbox One. I mean, I don't really know any that are on PS4 than than uh, Roman Born. Uh, the Justice League well, the, game or the DC game? Oh, the DC game, but then you know Xbox uh, has uh, Smite, Neverwinter. PSO two is coming to PS4. I thought they're coming to both now because of uh, the other that company getting bought out. I thought it was just PS4, but whatever. But, I mean, Sony historically has just been a lot more open to that type of thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I mean, with PS2, even. I mean, that was when Final Fantasy XI was on and ESO and all that stuff. I mean, nope. I agree with you. It's not like we took, we heard. Oh, it's not? Just, just PS4, at least that's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> yeah, it might be one of those where they could develop it if they want to, but... Well, it's also a Jap- like a Japanese-focused game, so that no one else to come to Xbox One. <laughs> mm. I mean, Xbox One is getting some JRPGs finally, apparently. So, which one of them is a a remake of something that's already on the 360s? So I don't know how much that really counts. But I wish it was Lost Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. But I'd buy an was... Xbox One for that. <laughs> That would obviously mean that Sakaguchi would have to get back involved with all that, and I don't think he wants to. Yeah, he's still busy, too busy making crappy mobile games. <sighs> That's good use sad. of his talents. <laughs> makes me sad. Such great talent going to waste there. Looks like a Konami. <laughs> yeah, definitely just like Konami, with uh, them announcing that they have... Well, actually, it hasn't officially been announced. It's a report that has come out. Not that it's surprising at all, because, you know, they, they have made no bones about the fact that they are ready to go into mobile full-time. They are halting all AAA game production except for the Pro Evolution series, because it obviously makes them money. They're not that dumb. They actually can compete with... They can't compete with FIFA's licenses, but they can surely compete with the soccer hardcores that swear by the Pro Evolution winning 11 series, whatever. I mean, uh, is this pretty much the end of Konami as, uh, as we see it, them now? It was the end for Konami about a year ago. <laughs> I think Metal Gear was just their last, their last, uh, that was it. Because their other franchises have kind of crashed and burned for the most part. Like, yeah. Silent Hill didn't get made, like, that was a catastrophe, uh, the last few Castlevanias were not great, to say the least. They were trying to rip off God of War. Like, the first one was okay, 
it was pretty bland, but it was okay. But like, it should have just tried to be its own thing. Um, Contra sucks. The last two Contras have sucked. They haven't made a good Suicune game in a decade since Super Weekend Five, for God's sakes. It's like they don't care. Why should we? <laughs> No, I mean, and they definitely, they stopped doing Suikin and stuff, period, when the last, uh... When the DS game bombed, because it, it didn't have anything to do with the series. <laughs> right, exactly. I just, it doesn't make enough money for them, so they don't put their heart and soul into it. I mean, it's like Metal Gear, the soccer game, and, I mean, that's so dumb to me still that they wouldn't get the Silent Hills game made. I honestly think that once the, uh guy who's the CEO of Konami League or dies, then they'll get back to console gaming. I think he is like the big driving force for this mobile gaming stuff. Because he sees it as like a short term like a short term you can whip out a game in three months and it'll sell, but like there's no longevity there at all. Like look at look at big companies like uh, Rovio or Zynga or King. Like they were around, they were popular for a year or two and now look where they are. Yeah, and I mean well for one I think uh, Rovio just got too ahead of itself. It it tried to milk everything it could out of the Angry Birds even making, you know, when movies. you're making pillow covers, movies and movies and and shoes and everything else for a mobile game franchise. I mean, I think you're that's that's a little bit much. But it just and Zinega just Facebook gaming was never going to be this. I mean, it, it kind of is, but it's still all about your phone and and all that. And I think that they kind of hopped in bed on the wrong deal there, but. Not to mention, you know, Don Magic was, was there, so that kind of screwed them, too. <laughs> I, I just, like, I don't want Konami to end up, end up like those companies. Yeah, I'll, I don't want to either. So much history, so many great games. Do you think that we'll, they could get to the point where they, they're like THQ, where they start selling off some of their properties? I hope so. I really would, but I don't... They, I think they're like going to be like Disney. They'll hold, hold on to those things to a bitter end. Because I mean, they're going to do shit with them, but what does it matter? I could see them certainly taking some of these franchises and doing stuff with them. I mean, uh, in Metal Gear, I mean, uh, what I, I could totally see EA, EA wanting that and doing something with it. Or maybe Ubisoft, instead of uh, they can kill Splinter Cell and, and do something with Metal Gear. I mean... Think, yeah, but think about how much... The problem with that is both those companies are very sequel-focused, and they're, and they're locked into yearly sequels. You can't bust out a new Metal Gear in a year. <laughs> and that's what those companies want. Even Activision, they... I mean, unless you're Blizzard, and they're even they take their kind of sweet time, but like, look at all their like, development cycles. It's well, to always, be fair, look at... Look at Ubisoft, though, with some of the games that they've, uh, you know, Tom Clancy games getting delayed. I mean, they obviously don't have a problem with doing it with some of the games. You know, they aren't rushing every game like that. I think Metal Gear is obviously a game 
that people know is not coming out every year. Assassin's Creed, like they said, the reason it comes out every year is because people keep buying it like they do. And they can actually turn around and do it in the year. Metal Gear is just, that's impossible. They're just going to have to do it every two years or, or I, longer. No. I really think this might be... It's not going to be the end for Assassin's Creed, but I think they re after this one, they really need to get off their yearly schedule with this game. That game. They, they are just burning people out with that franchise. I mean, because how much more can you really do with it at this rate? Just, just have it be Assassin's Creed hyphen watchdogs. Basically. Have free roaming and watchdogs, and that'll be it. You can get the hidden blade. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, at least with uh, Far Cry, they take off a year or two years or whatever. I mean, you, you've got to get it's people a, to rest on that. Yeah, and that's the problem with Assassin's Creed is they have no... There are no rest periods. I mean, hell, there were two games last year, for God's sakes. Yeah, and one of them was basically uh, unplayable expansion pack to four. Yeah, but that was that was a, that was a good one, and that was the scary part. Oh no, I agree with you, but I'm just saying like it's not like they did a whole lot with Rogue, and then Unity was terrible. Yeah. So you know, it's just. They're going to have to... I mean, I can see Nintendo buying Contra and wanting to do stuff with that. I mean, which wouldn't be a big stretch. Uh, they just dumb it down into a kid's game. Square, Square Enix might think about doing something sweet it in. No, no. I, I, I wouldn't want them to. I, I know what you mean, but I could see them wanting that RPG name in the, added into their stable or whatever. They, like... They can't make a turn-based game to save their lives. Like, lives. <laughs> that would certainly be one they could do, like, Bravely Default, and kind of just try to make it for the 3DS to reintroduce it to everybody and see how it does. Yeah, but they didn't... Did they uh, des They didn't really... Did they design uh, Bravely Default? Or was that Silicon Studio? They had something to do with it. I can't remember if they... They're the... I think they like co-designed maybe co-designed it, but I know they published it for sure, uh, at least in Japan. Well, the characters are certainly very Final Fantasy esque. They were too stupid to bring out uh, out in America. It's so a good job, Square. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's certainly things that can be done. I I think Konami's going to try to hold on to them as much as they can and and see what they get out of it. But I just can't see. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a Metal Gear Go or type game. Uh, I, other than that, I mean, we're... Well, it's baffling that Acid has never come to like phones. Yeah, exactly. But maybe they just think that the name, because of it being on a system not a lot of people had. Maybe, but I mean, you could always put it out and see, just see what happens. Like, I can't imagine that would take a lot of work to put it on an iPhone. Yeah, I can't imagine either. But, it, you know. We'll have to see what Konami even tries to do. They could just make a new bunch of new IPs for all we know. Make a it in slot machine. <laughs> hey, that'd be cool. If you get 107, 107 stars at Destiny in the same row to win. 
Well, how do we know in Japan that there's not a Suikoden summer? Oh, there probably is somewhere. So, <clears throat> moving, moving away from Konami here, we did get... Uh, I, this was the week for delays. Uh, we had Hitman delayed. We had Persona 5 delayed, but they tried to cover it up with an anime special announcement and a new trailer, which the new trailer is awesome. But, uh, you know, Star Fox Zero was delayed, announced by Miyamoto, and then also a Naruto Shippuden 4, which, I mean, significantly less people care about that game. But uh, Persona 5, they're basically saying, you know, they want to make sure that they polish it up. Uh, Star Fox Zero, this is the one that kind of, I wonder, and I mean, Adam brought it up in the 4th PC, that if they realized that maybe the Wii, looking at the Wii U can, pad and then having to play the you know game on the screen or whatever doesn't work and that they're gonna have to retool it um i think todd brought up that maybe they're maybe it's also going to be an nx launch game can you imagine the launch lineup of star fox and legend of zelda i think definitely you're gonna have a lot of people wanting to buy the nx if, i think if, if they did that lineup. it would actually piss a lot of people off because they've already been announced for as wii u exclusives for wii u games so if they were like, well, we're just going to make it for the next one. Screw, screw all you Wii unicorners. The but. thing is, I don't think they're going to announce that until... If anything, we'll get what we got with Twilight Princess, where it's both. Yeah, but that was also coming out, like, right at the same time as when the Wii launched. <laughs> right, but they can easily do it. Like They can do it with, they can do it with uh, Zelda, for sure, because who knows when that's coming out. But if Star Fox is going to come out, supposedly in March, like... They can't say eight months later, like, oh, here's the Wii U version, or here's an NX version also. <laughs> no, true. They could still maybe do an NX version for when it comes out. That's a little bit different or stuff like that. So. Remember when they made the 3DS and that Kid Icarus game? With the stupid Circle Pad Pro? Oh, God, Circle Pad Pro is so dumb. Like, I fully imagine, like, that they are actually honest about, like, them saying that they just want to make the game better, but I I don't think they care if it's going to be awkward as hell to play Star Fox Zero with the tablet. Like I don't think they care. <laughs> They'll just be like, get used to it. So why do you think that they're delaying this? This fight is not finished. Right. Well, they need to add in more uh, rabbit rabbit sounds for <laughs> the voice acting. Yeah, Hitman also, they just needed time to fill us the levels and the content. I never thought it would come out in December. It seemed like really quick. I I just don't think that there is a big enough audience for, what, for Hitman. Like, I mean, Hitman's not the series that, you know, you, you're going, oh, I, I love Hitman, I'm going to play this. I mean... I mean, for some people it is, but that's a very small percentage of people. And, it, like, the last one showed kind of that problem because they tried to make Hitman more of an action game, and it kind of blew up in their faces. <laughs> yeah, because I think it has that stigma of what it is. People just don't want to believe that it's anything but what the Hitman series has been. Yeah, it's a very methodical, slow, basically sniping game. 
Yeah. I mean, it, uh, the the Hitman Go game for your mobile is actually really good. Yeah, I heard that Tomb Raider one was pretty good also, but... But you know why? Because it's... <laughs> that game is built around the sniping thing. And it's a much better run game that way. Yeah. And all the extra fluff they have to put into the real... The, the big game to make it seem like it's worth $60. Well, also the problem is, like... And I think one of the, for Hitman was it Absolution? Was that the last one? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was one for like 360, and I think it was Absolution. Yeah, they're like you can kill you can kill these uh, targets in so many different ways. You can poison their lunch or drop a chandelier on them. It's like why? Who cares? I have a sniping I have a sniper rifle. Let me get far away, and I'll just pop them in the head and move on. I guess they thought people would... That might be turning people off. So let's just give them different, <laughs> different ways to, to play so that it feels like there's more replayability. I don't know. If I remember right, though, I think Absolution was one of the lowest-selling Hitman games. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, the the trailers they showed and stuff, I said it. Like, I they kind of got me into wanting to play a Hitman game. I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, they can't expect... This is going to be the same thing like with Tomb Raider. The, if it doesn't hit a certain number, they're going to consider it a failure. And then they're going to screw the fans that really like that game. And Which, I mean, I don't blame them in a certain way. Because these AAA games just cost so much money to make now. That's the thing. Hitman does not need to be a triple-A game. And it shouldn't be. Like, yeah. Square Square is so, de so dead set on making, like, every game triple-A that it's like, no, every game does not need to be that way. And that's your problem for the past few years is, look at how much money you dumped on the Final Fantasy thirteen. Like, did you, did you make that back at all? Even with those two crappy sequels. That's uh, on them, I guess. I'm bummed about Persona, though. Like, I knew that was I knew that wasn't coming out this year, but it's still depressing. And that trailer showed a lot more gameplay, looking footage than I thought. Than I thought. Yeah, I really thought that this game would come out in 2015. They kept hyping, kept saying it would, kept saying it would, and then. Ugh. You seem like you were telling me you were kind of worried about the release uh, when they moved it to that they may not even come out then well I doubt it'll come out they, they can say that they're like localizing it the same like now or you know the same as in Japan but it's Atlas I doubt it <laughs> yeah you're probably right about that like and I mean, honestly I, it's I wouldn't, fine I wouldn't be surprised if they are though because they know this is a huge game I mean it's even though Persona Dancing All Night just came out, we still have to remember not everybody has a Vita, so... Yeah, how long was that How long was that localization, though? I felt like it took two years rather than to do all that. Even though it was only a year, but... Jeez. That, that is the thing, is like... That is just a dancing... Or, I mean, there's some story in there, but that is like just a... Well, the reason that took a long time is a visual novel, too. So there's yeah. a lot to... Yeah, but how much more is going to be in this, in this RPG? Right, that's true too. 
Well, uh, speaking of, uh, I mean, I think you mentioned it. I mean, you have two different copies of Type Zero. Well, we're getting a whole different uh, parallel universe of Type Zero coming to PC. I uh, think they, they showed a little trailer of it. What do you, are you uh, interested in this at all? No, because I played Type Zero on the PC and it ran like garbage. <laughs> But this one was sort of is gonna be made for the PC. You think that it would be better, right? No, Square has shown little knowledge of what to do with the PC. It's also coming to mobile. That, that that's that doesn't help matters. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, Tomb Raider ran great in the PC and sort of Hitman, but those were like Eidos joints. So I don't think Square had anything to do with them. Yeah, agreed on that. But I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I think what they're saying is uh, it's it was set in a parallel world. It'll feature the action RPG gameplay because it's kind of like Type Zero, but it's gonna have all that multiplayer. And it's sort of like they're calling it the evolution of the Ajito, which is the that was it that tech demo that they showed at E3 a long time ago. Wasn't that Final Fantasy 15? Yeah, and wound up being Final Fantasy 15 and all that stuff. It just apparently it's going to launch next year in Japan. Uh, they're apparently only considering it right now for the U.S. and Europe. I mean, I like Type Zero and everything. I don't know that I would play like a total constant online version of it. I don't think that, I don't think online would work well for that game. Like I know the PSP version had it, but it's a different mindset in Japan versus America. Yeah, I agree with you. It's... And not to mention the way that the thing runs. It's if you have any kind of problems with lag or whatever, that it's, it's going to cause problems. Yeah. You're not, you're so it's not like turn-based. Like it, it is an, like an action RPG, so... Right. Did you watch the uh, little trailer for Kingdom Hearts 2.8? No, because I think it's such a—I think it's just a kind of shameless money grab. The extra parts in it, though, for the story have me like, oh, do I have to wind up buying this or not? Or, no, just watch I'm it on sure YouTube. I'm sure it'll show up on YouTube. Yeah. Too. I, I do kind of... I mean, and how much more remastered are they going to get from the 3DS version? I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be too much. I mean, the Type-0 didn't look that great, and it's supposed to be in HD, so... I can't imagine the 3DS one's going to look that great. Yeah, and there's going like, to massively try to up the like, graphics, and it looks like, like really blocky and horrible. Wouldn't put it past them to do it, but read on that so Dragon Quest Builders kind of has me intrigued because it's you know a series that I know and I don't really care about Minecraft I wonder if they're going to add in stuff to make it have a little bit more of a Dragon Quest feel like maybe it has a bigger story and even though people are already complaining that apparently they've added a lot more PvP and other stuff to Minecraft and it's not so much a builder game anymore do you think that 
Dragon Quest builders can do anything here, or is it just a total Minecraft clone? I mean, it's just a Minecraft clone, because they see what, how much money uh, Dude has made, I forget his name. Uh, isn't it like... What's his name? Like a Minecraft guy. Oh, uh, Notch? Yeah, thank you. They just saw how much money he made, and Microsoft is now making, you know, if you want that. Unless it's going to be like anime Minecraft, which might be kind of funny. That's what I was thinking. It had to be something. Well, it wouldn't be. It'd be, uh, I guess, CG character Minecraft or something. But it it obviously did look more. Uh, it looked clean. A lot cleaner. Not so much the blocky characters or whatever. But if that's all you're bringing, plus the Dragon Quest universe. I don't know that it's going to appeal so much. If you're going to have, let's say, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest you know, cross-pollination stuff and other stuff from Square Enix in the game, then maybe. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to play with Cloud and you know, some other Final Fantasy characters or maybe some other, uh, you know, the guy from Vagrant Story could show up, I guess. <laughs> what is it? What is it name like Ashley Riot? Yeah. <laughs> that would uh bring in some people. Put uh put but uh, put dollars on the table for that game. So the Tomb Raider reboot apparently is coming. Uh, the movie that is, and there's three possible directors for it. One of them is pretty much known for she made the first Twilight film. Uh, the other one's been doing some good TV shows, The Leftovers and Shameless. Uh, Mimi Leader. Uh, the other one that I forgot to mention is uh, Dean Hardwick. Yeah, and Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, Catherine Hardwick, sorry. And then uh, I have this stuff here, and I'm sitting here, and, and Catherine Bigelow uh, had thing was behind the Zero Dark Thirty, Strange Days, and certain uh, other big uh, Hurt Locker. Obviously, Bigelow has the the name. I, I mean, I don't know. I you know, I don't pay much attention to directors, honestly, that much unless I really know who they are. All I care about is that Tomb Raider is actually good. Of those three, I think the only shot would be Bigelow because she's the only one that's like had action, at least somewhat action movie knowledge. Um, right. I still would want any of those three women. I would want like probably Lexi Alexander, like. She did Punisher and Green Sheet Hooligans. She'd be good. I think she's turned it down, which is good because uh, I don't think a Tomb Raider movie would like play that well. And the other choice, which would be really funny, would be Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie directing. Yep, that's what I want. That'd be, that'd be great. I want. It, I mean, if they did ever do make a Tomb Raider movie, I just want. I actually want uh, Camilla Luddington to play like Laura. I think that'd be a good, a good for her. Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, I, I definitely think that. Well, they probably want like a bigger name, but it's like, well, she's. I just hate that. You know, you don't need you don't need to do that. If she's already knowing the video games and and all that, why why not? To go ahead and use her. It's not like she's bad looking. Uh, we'd already be familiar with the voice, I mean, so, 
I think it's dumb if they just go for a name and try to sell it on that. But well, that's what they did with the first one. <laughs> first but two that back. was different, I think. That, you know, those games, we really didn't get Movies. to see all the behind the scenes with the mocap and knowing the person and all that stuff. Too no, no, I, actor. I'm in the movies. The first year of Tomb Raider movies. Well, no, that's... Um, I mean, yeah, they went with Angelina Jolie because at that time, were there really a lot of video game movies being made? It's a whole different deal, I think, now than before. So there's a lot more chance that people might have actually played the Tomb Raider game now as opposed to before. No, no. They made those movies at the height of popularity for Tomb Raider. I just, I still don't think that there was that many people playing those games. They they just went to go see it because of Angelina Jolie. I don't know. Just, I, I've, I, I've never seen the movies because Tomb Raider was a video game. I had never played a Tomb Raider game. I saw like part of the yeah. first one. And I think I saw like part of the second one also. I think that had Daniel Craig in it, and that's pretty goofy now. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the first one was was good. The second one just went off. Not so good. <laughs> yeah. Just like just like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, well, Mortal Kombat bombed on the second one, but hey, they redeemed it a little bit with that online series or whatever. Yeah. Well, Guillermo, another thing we have to, I guess, retract from last week, Guillermo del Toro, so specific Room 2, is not canceled. Uh, he's still doing the budget for the movie. Uh, you know, they're working on a script. He's apparently going to be doing a movie in the meantime, if they let it happen. And then if they still want Pacific Rim, then it would begin production in November. And they'd have to push the release date back, obviously. It wouldn't be August 4, 2017, but I'm happy it's still getting made. Whatever happened to Hellboy 3? <laughs> Man, I totally agree with uh, Ron Perlman. Everybody deserves the Hellboy 3 at this point. And, you know, you left it. The way you left it, you have to make it. I mean, why not? Like, I think it'll. I think Pacific Rim Two will get made. Um, it may just take years, and I don't like Del Toro is not the greatest. Well, he says a lot of things that aren't necessarily true, and he has like a lot of half finished or unfinished projects in his wake. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Uh. I'm going to say it gets made, but I don't have a lot of faith in it happening very soon. <laughs> he's, like you said, he's very one of those that if people get in his way about making something, he'll just move on. And then, you know, like he always said, he's done with video games. So, I mean, he could just become done with that franchise if they just keep making it annoying to be involved with. Yeah. Which I don't blame him in a way, too. It's like, why am I going to toil myself in this when I can go make something else? I mean, it's a bit of a bummer, but yeah. Well, let's end this show like we have, uh, talking about the new releases. 
Uh, Lego Dimensions will be out by the time we do another show, so hopefully that does well. Uh, I mean, from everybody I've heard, there's uh, I've heard, talked to some GameStop people that apparently were at the conference for the thing, and they said that they're expecting it to blow up, like even blow up bigger than Skylanders and Disney Infinity because of the all allowing you to have the cross-pollination with all the characters and and all that stuff, and the fact that apparently you're not going to be buying a bunch of starter packs every year, either. It's going to, I think, last at least for three years, is what they're saying. So, yeah. that would be pretty interesting to see how LEGO can shake things up and make it, maybe make uh, Activision and Disney have to rethink the way they're doing things. Uh, speaking of, Skylanders Superchargers, the new one, came out a couple days ago. Or, well, on Sunday. So, I'm sure people that have bought that for their kids or for yourself, whatever, you're already into that. Uh, Soma... The PC PS4 horror game comes out or already came out. Uh, check that out. I've heard decent things. Afro Samurai 2 for the PS4. I'm sure everybody's just dying to play that. FIFA 16 is obviously the big huge game. That I'm sure will be continuing to break records. And Blood Bowl 2, which is sort of interesting. Uh, did you ever play the first one? No, I heard it was. Uh, more of like a strategy game than like a sports game. Yeah, it is. It's like a strategy sort of with with football like there as the platform. Yeah. So <laughs> that might lead me to make a if, top five like sports spinoff titles or something for if, this week. Yeah, if, if it was just literally like you know football with orcs and elves and shit, I'd probably then play it. But Wouldn't I don't want to be like mutant league though, sort of. Yeah, but everyone wants that. <laughs> Definitely want that happening. I mean, GameSpot gave it an 80. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's getting decent reviews, but I just, you know, that's that's just a weird kind of mashup, I think. It's apparently, like, a lot easier than the first one. That's good. Yeah, I thought the first was pretty challenging. Just to get yeah, because it smashes, like, Warhammer and football together. In, like, a turn-based strategy. I just need to make a blitz into it, and I'll be fine. That'd be awesome. Apparently it was a Games Workshop board game. Yeah, that's not surprising. Hmm. Well, with that being said, I guess we just need to get to the plugs, and we're out of here. Sure. What do you, uh, well, I, I know you already wrote your top eight on the top eight uh, ninja games. Yep. Which got a ton of flack for you putting in one of the Ninja Turtle games in there, but. Yeah, it's because there aren't any good Ninja Turtle games uh, past the PS1 era. Yeah, true. There's, not, there's really not, like. Turtles in Time, that was about it after that. Oh, that like that came out in like '93. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you put in the TMNT arcade game, which has been remade, obviously, but or well, ported over to the yeah PS3 and PS3, but you know, I mean, have, time was the last one. You have, you have to put a Ninja Turtles game on there somewhere, so yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Uh, Four PC is up right now. Uh, Adam 1 
we talked a lot some of the pretty much the questions that were in that we covered on here but you can go get uh, Adam's thoughts Paul's thoughts from um, our wrestling podcast he's doing that and then of course Todd and John who are the regulars as I said I think it's going to be something involving with top five sports spinoff games or something like that uh, I'll have to see if I can even come up with lists to help the guys out so I could get some lists <laughs> maybe just like fictional sports games yeah that could help I don't just be blitzball for all five lists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blitzball. Somehow, I wound up liking that. You would. <laughs> it's like water soccer. Why not? Yeah, but aside from that, I, I'm going to try to get one of these retrospective... I'm going to have to start getting these retrospective... I'm, I'm already starting to write the one for Rock Band 1. Uh, tomorrow that I finally get a day off where I don't have something to do, I can hit it pretty hard and see if I can get it out there and obviously keep playing this guy so I can get the review out next week. So it's not out on release day, but it's still out like not when it's too much later. Alright, well, until next week, everybody, enjoy your games, and see you later. Later. Please.